Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. It's a great privilege and an honor for me to be here again this morning. And uh, I just love being here on Sundays. It's a special place for us. Amen. Being in the house of the Lord and uh, with all of you here on a Sunday. And the house is, the church is full this morning. Amen. Quite full for the first service and it's nice and cold and fresh outside. We come from the low felt. And uh, the low felt is a little bit warmer. It's probably about 15 degrees there this morning compared to the chilly three here in Joburg. So, uh, but we're grateful to be here, and I'm very chuffed to be here with my wife this morning, Lauren, and uh, precious, amen, my wife, amen, God is good. So we've got a, I've got a very exciting message to share with you this morning, and it's something that came to me a while ago when uh, we had Pentecost, and uh, Pastor Harold was standing here, and he was lighting up the little menorah, the chandelier, can you guys remember that, the little seven seven flames and uh, it came to me at the time and uh, it was it was a very it was a very touching moment because i had flashbacks all the way back to jerusalem the menorah has such an incredible significance to to the jewish people and to us as believers because it represents it represents the power of god sorry i get choked up with these things. It represents the power of God. It represents the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It represents the eternal flame burning inside of us, the fire of God, the power of God, the blessing of God, the promise that God will never leave us nor forsake us. Come on. I said God will never leave us or forsake us. And it doesn't matter what's happening out there in the world. And there are times, my message this morning entitled, Releasing the Anointing Through the Obedience, uh, a little story about the menorah and where, what happened to the menorah at one stage. I want to share that with you this morning. But there are times in our lives that obedience, to, obedience is something that releases in our lives the anointing more so than words. And our actions and our deeds, there's a scripture, and I'm going to read this from you. Uh, perhaps you, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn with it. In 1 Samuel 15, verse 22, it says, He the Lord has great, has he the Lord, uh, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And there are times in our lives, in all of our lives, when we are confronted with problems and with situations that words just don't cut it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Words and talk, as the, as the proverb says, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. And we have to become obedient. And, and I want to say to you that obedience is one of the things, obedience and action 
is one of the things that more so, I believe, than, and there are a few things that, that release the, obedience, uh, the, 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 the anointing of God. We know that our relationship with God releases the, the anointing. Am I right in saying that? Our continual prayer, the Bible speaks about fasting releasing the anointing of God. We know this. We know that worship releases the fast, uh, releases the anointing in our lives. Am I right in saying that? What is the anointing? The anointing is the power of God. It is, it is often referred to as the blessing. I listened a while ago to a thing of Kenneth Copeland, one of his sermons, talking about the blessing, uh, releasing the blessing and, 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 and equating that to the anointing. It's releasing the anointing, the blessing, the power of God. I said the power of God that destroys the yoke of the problem and the, the situation that we're confronted with. And obedience many times is better than sacrifice in the way that and in the sense of, and you could come and say to me, Pastor, Pastor, ek gaan cell too. I go to the home cell. I attend every church meeting that there, that there is. That if I hear, as a dienst, or if I hear there's a service, I'm the first to be there. I'm in my car, or I'm the I'm the one that's at every prayer meeting that is sitting. That, that 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 if I hear there's a prayer meeting, I'm at that prayer meeting, and I'm obedient and and I'm and I'm, and I'm sacrificing all of this time, sacrificing all of this time. But there are times that the zeal of God has to consume you in such a way, has to consume you in such a way that you will do things defiantly defiantly in the face of circumstances and in the face of adversaries that will, that will announce and proclaim the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life above all circumstances, above all and everything that you're going through. It is that stance that you take, that position that you take, that releases the, fire, the, the, releases the fire of God, the power of God in our lives. Amen? Certain times we've just got to make that decision and demands that we proclaim louder with our actions than what we do with our mouths. And then we find it oftentimes in sickness. People go through terrible times of sickness, terrible times of hardship with their finances. Hardship, I've just lost my job. And, and, and it, it, sometimes it just costs you to make that decision and to take that step. Amen. The menorah is a very special thing, and I want to maybe just touch on that a little bit. We, if you go and walk around in Israel, all over the place, they're selling these little menorahs, the, the, shed, the, the candelabra or the menorah that you see behind me there. All over, I mean everywhere. You go and walk around in the city of the old city of David and all the little shops in Ben Yehuda, everywhere in Israel, all over the place, they're selling these little menorahs. It is a, it is it is a symbol. It is a a, a a symbol that is so connected to the Jewish faith in what it represents. And in, it was one of the it was it was one of the furniture items which was placed. In the holy place, in the temple, the, the temple had an outer court where they would gather and do all the sacrifices and all the purification. Then there was the, 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 the holy place, which was the, the second place in the temple, and then the third, the, the most holy. And in that holy place, there were three items. There was the table of showcase of the, the breads, uh, there, was the, uh, there was the altar of incense, and the menorah. 
this menorah, had, God had given them very specific instructions. You can go and have a look in Exodus chapter number 25, where God gives very, very specific instructions as how to forge this item out of one piece of gold. One piece of gold. It wasn't to be joined. It wasn't to be, it had to be one solid piece of gold representing one spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. You know what I'm saying? And in the old, and, and in the, of course, in the, 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 the Jews in Jerusalem, they've got all kinds of other connotations. But for us, from the book of Revelations, if you go and read the book of Revelations in chapter number one and verse four, it connects the, 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 the seven spirits of God. Uh, 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 it connects it to, to God, the, this menorah. It also connects it again in the book of Revelation, chapter number one and verse three. And then in, in Revelations chapter number 4 and verse 5, and you can go and read that with me quickly. Revelations chapter number 4 and verse 5, if you've got your Bibles here. It says, There's seven lamps, with, uh, seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So again, in Revelations chapter number 4 verse 5, last book. Revelations 4, 5, it says, Revelation, not Revelations. Revelation 4, 5 says, Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Seven spirits of God in Isaiah chapter number 11 is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, the seven spirits of God. These seven spirits, almost like seven characteristics of God, uh, one spirit the, and this menorah, one piece of gold, represented all of that. This light was the only light that burnt there and actually gave light to that, to that portion of the temple. When you would go into the Holy of Holies, the light of God would light up that section of the temple. And God would illuminate the back, the back room. But this first was lit up by this temple. But it represented hope. It represented eternal light. Eternal flame. Amen. I want you to read with me what, what was said here in Leviticus chapter number 24. I'm just laying a bit of a foundation with regards to how important this menorah was. Leviticus, Leviticus chapter number 24. If you want a page there, Leviticus chapter number 24 and verse 1 to 4. And this was the instruction that they were given with regards to this menorah, this lamp. It was said here, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Command the children of Israel that they bring, to you, the, bring you pure oil of pressed olive for the light to make the lamp burn, listen to this, continually. That word continually, please take notice. Outside of the veil of the testimony in the tabernacle of meeting, Aaron uh, shall be in charge of it from the evening until the morning before the Lord Continually, it shall be a statute, a commandment forever in, uh, in, in your generations. He shall be in charge of the lamp, uh, of the lamps on the pure gold stand before the Lord continually. Three times. Also the word forever gets used there. So there's a very interesting piece of, of history with regards to this. Have you heard of the book of the Maccabees or the books of the Maccabees? 
Have you anybody heard of that? Some of you saying yes. So there's a, there's a, a list of about 14 books called the Apocrypha books. The Apocrypha books are, are books that were written, they have and hold a historic value. Uh, for us as believers, even though they're not in the Bible, they've very much formed part of the Bible in their letters and stuff that were doing the rounds in the times. But, but because they lacked certain criteria when our Bibles were put together, these, the four books of the Maccabees and a bunch of others, t- 10 additional books, were never included in our Bible. Uh, probably one of the main lists of the uh, main criteria with this was the fact that they weren't written by the author. They were written about and so there was no, no actual ways to verify uh, a lot of the, the content of it. But they historically, uh, they're very valuable to us. And so one of these, uh, one of, in one of these uh, books, the book of the Maccabees, um, there is a, a portion of history that's very, very interesting because it involves this menorah. There was a king, a Grecian king at the time by the name of Antiochus. And there was actually Antiochus 3 and 4. And the fourth one was a very evil man. And he wanted to wipe out the Jewish faith, the Jewish religion. He stood up against the children of Israel and the covenant that they had with, God, with, with the Lord. And he went around everywhere and sent his people around and uh, defiled the, the, the temple that was then built by Solomon in Jerusalem, defiled the temple and had, uh, had put up their, their Greek god Zeus was in the temple at the time. And they slaughtered pigs and completely, completely desecrated the house of God, defiled the house of God. And they went around from village to village and saying to the people, you will bow before Zeus or we will run this sword right through you. And so people out of fear, one after the other, would either, they would either bow or they would succumb to these Grecians running around and running amok of the place until they got to a little town by the name of Medain. And in this town, there was a priest by the name of Matatias who had a son by the name of Judas. A lot of names. But just the point is this. They got to a point with this whole situation. They heard what was happening and Matatias said, enough is enough. How dare you, bunch of pig-eating heathens, desecrate and defile and tell us that we should be unfaithful to the covenant that we have with Yahweh. And this, I'm going to say that the same spirit that was upon Elijah when Elijah came against those Baal, the, 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 the priests of, of Baal and Ezra at the time, 900, 950 priests in total. And they had to make the, can you remember the story? And they poured the water over the, over the, and, the and the fire of God came, and the, came down upon that and it completely consumed even the stones that was there. And they took those Baal prophets and, they, and, the, and the people of Israel dealt with them appropriately. And in the same way that David went and said, you uncircumcised Philistine, saying to Goliath, and took a pebble out of the river and, and, and threw that pebble at, the, at, at him and took off his head and the children of Israel went into the, the, the Philistines and, and slaughtered every last one of them. 
In the same way, in the same way, this guy here, Matatia said, enough is enough. Ran a sword through this guy. The fire of God, the boldness of God came upon him. The zeal of God consumed him. And they came into an uprise against these, these uh, the Grecians that was there. And they started these little guerrilla warfare tactics and they would ambush their, you must understand that's a very small town, very few people. And they would ambush their, their, their uh, supplies and they would attack them at night. And eventually they, they defeated two full garrisons of these, of these Grecian uh, 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 troops that had, that had been sent out against them and kept on pushing them back and kept on pushing them back. Till they got to Jerusalem. And when they got into the holy city of God, into Jerusalem, into the temple, they, 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 they again, they, they cleaned that place out, pushed the Greeks out, but found the place desecrated with all of these idols and idol worshiping. Uh, and, 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 and they cleared the whole place. They purified the place. And in the process, they found the menorah lying on its side. And immediately remembering the instruction, you will forever, continuously, continually, continually, you will not stop forever. This is a commandment to your generation and the generations to come. Knowing the urgency that this menorah symbolizes the light and the hope that they had as a, as, as a, as a nation and as people. Immediately looked around and they found enough oil to burn that menorah for just one day. But immediately, they lit it up. And the miracle took place that God kept that fire burning for eight days. They had enough oil for one day, and for eight days, God kept the Holy Spirit, the fire of God burned in that menorah, and kept that menorah burning for eight days. But it cost them a decision, got getting to a point where they said that enough is enough. The violent will take the kingdom by force. It will suffer much violence, but the, the violent will take this kingdom by force. It reminds me of that scripture where we have we oftentimes are confronted with things in our lives where we've got to make a decision. We have got to make a decision to release the power of God, to unlock the power of God in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? If you're sitting in this place and you're confronted with a situation, I'm telling you now that obedience will release the power of God. Obedience will release the fire of God. Obedience will release the presence of God. Obedience will release the miracle working power of God in your life. Obedience will release the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It will release the blessing of God in your life. Are you hearing me this morning? There are things, and we all know, we all know, and sometimes it, costs, it will cost you. It is going to cost you to act in a way that makes you unpopular. To act in a way that might even cause you to be disliked. I said it the last time, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. 
If I am to die for Christ, I must die for Him. I, it is not about me. It is about Jesus. Amen. And sometimes we've got to make decisions that are tough decisions. Sometimes. And, and you know what? There's a scripture here in, in Romans that says that our God, in Romans 4.17, it says our God, God who gives life to the dead and who calls those things who do not exist as though they do. God will call the miracles in your life Sitting and thinking of another, another situation, Mary and, 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 uh, uh, and her sister, um, uh, uh, Martha, Mary and Martha, sitting and they're calling Jesus to come and have a look because Lazarus, whom the Bible says Jesus loved, your brother is sick. At the end of the day, Lazarus dies. They put him into a tomb. But you don't read that Jesus rushed there either. You don't read that Jesus left everything that he, had, he was busy with and that he ran over to go and see him because he knew. He knew. And I want to say to you that even when it looks like the very Lazarus that you've, that you've been hoping for is dead and buried and is in the grave, it is not over. I said it is not over. God has a plan and a purpose with you and for your life. But obedience will unlock the power of God. Obedience will unlock the power of God in our lives. Amen. So this morning I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the people in this church. But maybe before I do three, three scriptures, listen to this. Deuteronomy chapter number 28, verse 1 and 2. Again, the anointing equated to the power of God, equated to the blessing of God. If you delight, obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully His commandments, which I commanded you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of your God. Obedience. Releases the blessing. Isaiah chapter number 1 and verse 19, it says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the fat of the land. Jeremiah chapter number 7 and verse 23. Obey the voice and I will hear you and I uh, will be your God and you will be my people and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you that it may be well with you. You've got to get to a place where we trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3 or 5, with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding. Obedience is better than any form of sacrifice I can bring. And I'm telling you, it releases the power of God. Amen. This morning, I want to pray specifically for people that are struggling with difficult situations in your lives, in your businesses, with your children, where you're at at the moment. Are there people like that in this place? Are there people like that in this place? You're battling with a decision that you've got to make that's going to cost you so much. It's going to co it might even cost you, I want to say brownie points, popularity points. With people around you, people in your family, people at your workplace. But you've got to make a decision and I'm telling you that we believe in the Bible speaks about, we, we always teach, Ed Cole used to teach about principles, precepts, and patterns. 
the three P's. Principles, precepts, and patterns. There are patterns in the Bible that repeat themselves. And if I don't learn from those patterns, I need, I need help. There are patterns. Elijah, David, Judah with the Maccabees. It's not in the, it's the apocryphal book, but you get what I'm saying. Obedience will knock down those giants in your life. And so, Father God, this morning, Lord, we know, Lord, your word is true. And the Afrikaans says that you're a var marker. You're a truth maker. You are a truth maker of your word. And this morning, Father God, Lord Jesus, I want to pray that where there are people here that have got to make decisions that might cut to the bone, Lord, might cause separation, might cause them to become unpopular. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would grant them boldness, that you would grant them mercy, that, Father God, you would bestow them with your grace, Lord. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would release your anointing, your power, your spirit, your fire, Father God, as is represented in that menorah, that we would be obedient and, Father God, set on fire that menorah in our lives, Lord. That, Father, as we set it alight, that your Holy Spirit would keep it burning and keep it burning and keep it burning continually, Father God, as a sign of your presence, as a sign, Father God, that you are with us. Light and hope in our lives, Lord. We ask this, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for your grace, your mercy, Lord. Your grace and your mercy upon us. Help us, Lord, to be obedient. Help us, Lord, to be obedient. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you all. It's a privilege and an honor again to have been here with you this morning. God bless you. And uh, give a couple of people a groot druk as you leave this place. Amen. God bless you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.